At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. I feel like it's timely tonight in this message that we spend some time looking at what the Holy Spirit produces. And I'm giving you one word tonight. We're not going to talk about a dozen different thing that he, things that He gives us, but we're going to look at the nature of the Holy Spirit and who He is, and, and, and the thing that the Holy Spirit produces for you and I. And that one thing is favor. The Holy Spirit produces favor for His people. Favor is something that belongs to you and I. In a lot of ways, the favor of God is there for us that makes the difference for us in everything that we face. But we've got to see the favor of God through the character of the Holy Spirit and how it comes to you. So tonight, I want to look at John 14, verse 16 and 17, and we're going to read it in the Amplified, and I want to look at the different names. There's there's actually, when I've looked up different definitions of the word, uh, the, the King James uses the word comforter. Um, and in, in the Greek, there's probably, there's probably about, I can't remember, maybe 12 or 14 different names that are used for the Holy Spirit. But the Amplified gives seven. And um, <clears throat> I want to look at these tonight and spend some time on these, kind of expound on them. And I I, want to take the time to look at and see the favor of God and how it operates through, if you will, these personalities of the Holy Spirit. The the word here, and let let me just read the verse and then we'll look at this word and then the different uh, synonyms of this word that, that the Amplified gives that are all words in the actual Greek. John 14 and verse 16 says, Jesus said, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another comforter. Another means a second one. Jesus was the first comforter. Holy Spirit is the second one. And He said, I will will ask the Father, He will give you another comforter, Counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby that he may remain with you forever. It's kind of interesting the way that he said that in him being these things to us. Now, the word comforter. These are synonyms of that word, but if you notice, when you look at a, when you define a word, and there's a synonym to that word, and then you define that word, it's always going to be a little bit different. It's the same, but it's different. And so, I want to see this tonight as the Holy Spirit having these different personalities, if you will, different characteristics about Him 
that actually He covers us in every way. He's got the answer for us in anything that we face. But He starts out with the word comforter here. And, and then as these other names are mentioned, that He may remain with you forever. Isn't that interesting? So He gives you seven different characteristics of who the Holy Spirit is, Jesus does. He gives seven different characteristics, and He said, He's saying, He wants those characteristics to remain with you forever. You know what I get out of that? One of the things that I get from that is that if you don't know Him as your advocate, if you don't know Him as the one who is your helper to help you, you may know Him as your comforter, but maybe not in another area. That area that you don't know Him that way could be the spoiler and keep you from trusting in Him in everything in life. Now sit and meditate on that just for a second. So, He's my helper, but I need counsel. Well, He's my counselor, but oh my gosh, I need help. Well, He's my counselor and helper, but man, I need somebody to pray for me. See, if we don't see ourselves as people that are growing up into a revelation and understanding of the things of God, we won't seek the Lord with confidence that He hears us and that we can get anything that we need in life. When I need help, already there. But i got to know Him as my helper. And on and on and on and on. Because He wants to be my helper forever. He wants to be my intercessor forever. He wants to be my advocate forever. He wants to be my strengthener forever. He wants to be the one that stands by me to where when it feels like nobody else is standing by me, he's my standby. He wants to remain as number one in your life forever. So we got to know him that way. We've got to know him that way. Holy Spirit is not an it. He's not a thing. He's not an angel flying around. He is a he. He's a person. And the same way you have relationships with other people, same way you've got to develop a relationship with Him that's got to go deeper than any relationship you have with anybody else. And you have the rest of your life to do that. You don't have to look at, well, you know, oh man, I haven't done this. I haven't. No, 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 no. What does Paul say? One thing forget what's behind, press toward the mark, high calling of God that's in Christ Jesus. You get the rest of your life to move forward. Know Him better than you know anybody else. Get your whole life. But you got to know Him in these different aspects. Because something crops up that tries to get the best of you and keep you from trusting in Him and knowing He can do everything that you need in life. There's not anything that we face that's bigger than our God. Not anything. He set it up that way. 
He said, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, welcome, or take to its heart because it does not see him or know and recognize him, but you, you, he's telling his disciples this, but you know and recognize him for he lives with you constantly. He lives with you how often? How often? Constantly and will be in you. Notice he said, because he wasn't in them yet, but he's in us now. (laughs) So when we read this, we see that, yeah, he was going to be in them, but now he is. Amen? Now he's with us. So we, we can read it like that, not changing Scripture. We can read it like that because it's already taken place. So what he was promising right here is available to us. Yeah. And you know what it is? You know what it is for you and me? It's a choice every day. It's a choice every day. But if you don't know him like this, you don't have the capability of making the choice. You want to. You have a heart desire to do it. But when we don't know him along the lines of, you know, if you will, as these personalities, these characteristics of it, if you don't know him by these that are actually the answers to everything that you need. When you need help, he's the helper, right? And when you know him as the helper, woo! There's not anything that you can't accomplish, and there's no help And there's no help that you need that's too big for the helper. He's got all the answers to everything. All the answers to everything. So, we're just going to take a little journey through the Word and look at each one of these seven. And and what what I want you to see is tonight, I'm going to read some things, some some declarations concerning the favor of God, I'm going to read them in relation to each of these characteristics of of who the Holy Spirit is. First and foremost here, He's the Comforter. 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4 says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, mercies, and God of all comfort. Well, you know, I mean, I, I sought God and I kind of felt a little comfort, but, but I needed more comfort. Anyway, he's the God of all comfort. See, what, what, what we're looking for in life, where we're reaching to, is the place where we don't need anything from anybody We get it all from Him so we can live our lives giving it to everybody. I said we're reaching toward that. You say, Pastor, I don't know if I can ever do it. All right. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, you have to shun any kind of help from anybody. I'm saying it's a natural thing that that has to be developed. That's the mark. Did did He say He's the God of all comfort? I mean... I'm telling you, I've needed some comfort at different times in my life, but He's the comfort I need. People can do it, you know, at times. You need some skin in the game where somebody's helping you through something or whatever, but at the end of the day, there's no comfort like comfort from the Most High. (laughs) 
because he's the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our good days. No, all of our tribulation. What is tribulation? It's mental struggle. Yeah, it may be something physically that you're going through, but if you're going through something physically, you're going through it mentally first. Tribulation is mental struggle. Mental struggle. Who comforts us in all of our mental struggle that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So you know what that means is what I just said. There is a comfort that comes from Him that I don't need from anybody else, but that empowers me to comfort others. I mean, it seems like that, that it seems like, well, if I don't need comfort, then why would anybody else? Because everybody else isn't you. And if you're growing in the things of God, and you're seeking the Lord, and you're increasing in the things of God, and you're being comforted by God, why are you going to, I mean, when you experience comfort from God, there's no comfort anywhere else. You don't need anything else. So now, you're not focused on you, you're not inwardly focused on yourself, you're looking to comfort others. That's what He's empowered us to do. But you've got to know Him as the comforter. Watch this. And able to comfort those who are in trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by people. Mm. I mean, everybody wants to be comforted. Hugged on and this, and it's going to be okay. And it's this. Yeah, everybody wants that. I mean, you, you're lying if you don't. You say you don't need something like that. Everybody needs that. Everybody. We're talking about growing up. Think about how God comforts. What God comforts, the way God comforts me, is He empowers me when I want to go to the flesh. He empowers me to trust Him. And then I have to make the choice to allow His comfort to be enough, or I need to go cry on my wife's shoulder or something else. See, I, I don't want to be a whiny baby. I mean, always crying about how nothing's working or this or whatever. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be insensitive. I mean, I'm here. I've let lots of people cry on my shoulder or whatever, however you want to say it. I mean, all, all that's all right. But we can't live there. We have to grow up and receive that comfort to be able to live our lives comforting others. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> Second one is the counselor. Ooh, this is a big one. Um, because it is what it is. It says what it says. And he is a counselor like no other. 
Isaiah 9, 6 says this. Watch this. <laughs> I mean, hold on, hold on to your hat because this will blow you back. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government will be upon his shoulders. What government? The government of God. And his name will be called, I'm skipping all the rest of it, his name will be called, his name is called, his name is called Counselor. His name is called Counselor. Whose name? The first Counselor. The first Comforter. The first Helper. So now we got the name of Jesus as a Counselor, right? We got the name of Jesus counseling us through the person of the Holy Spirit counseling us. And I'm telling you today, we don't need no other counsel. And remember what I'm saying. I've, I, hey, I've gone to people. I've had counseling. I've had people instruct me, help me. I'm talking about growing up. See, you take all the help you can get from people as long as they're giving you good advice that are leading you in the way of God and, and the things of God. You, you, you take that. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But I'm not backing off from teaching this the way that this needs to be taught. Because we need the Holy Ghost like never before to be all of this to us on a day-to-day basis. So that, so that we won't leave Him. I know people that left their dependency on the Holy Spirit when this nation was bombed. I know people personally, ministry people, that left their connection to the Holy Spirit when COVID hit. Well, man, we got to figure this out. we got to survive. Not when you know Him like this. Survive? Huh? What's the worst thing that could happen to you in your life? What's the worst thing that could happen? You're not breathing anymore, right? And if you're not breathing, you're face to face with Him. (laughs) I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty dang good, (laughs) right? I mean, and so, so we don't have to be afraid to die when you're not afraid to not be breathing anymore, you can live by faith and overcome every obstacle and situation you face and live on top and not underneath and allow this counselor to give you the instruction that you need in anything that you face. Anything. I just want more of his counsel than some of the other counsel. Because, you know, you get counsel from other people, and that's good, and they help you, and they've been through things. And, I mean, man, I, I've, I've been helped a lot in, in, at different times when I needed help and counsel, and I wasn't getting what I needed. But when I got it, what's happened, the way I've seen it is, when I've gotten counsel, when I've gotten comfort, when I've gotten help, when I've gotten certain things in life, it empowers me to say, well, you know what? What they said is true. I could have gotten that from him. 
right? I could have gotten that from him. Well, I want to be more sensitive to get things from him and not depend on people all the time. Because see, here's the deal. I don't know about you, but if something doesn't work out and I've just, all I've done is gone to him, you're not going to find most people blaming God for what doesn't work out. But when you go to somebody else and they give you advice that wasn't totally right, man, there's an easy out. See, well, it's not working because of their horrific advice. I just need somebody else. No, you need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Spirit as the true counselor counseling you and and what that looks like and how to hear him. I sought the Lord. He heard me. And what did he do? He delivered me. I sought the Lord. He heard me. I'm hearing him. I'm connected. There's a, there's a, there's a, one-on-one going on, there's, a, the, the, there's this open flow and connection with God, and He's delivering me of anything that I need. Because, listen, there's not a person sitting in here that doesn't need more deliverance from things in your soul. Amen. Tribulation, soul troubles. And everybody sitting in here has, is, or will tribulate. So just smile and Rejoice. <laughs> Glory to God. Huh? Many of the persecutions and the tribulations that come against the righteous. But my God delivers me from all of them, the Apostle Paul said. All of them. But you got to know Him. Can you say amen? amen? Then He's that true helper. When you, look, when you look at the Word, when you define the Word, comforter, the King James uses the word comforter, When you define that word and you look at the definitions of it, I don't feel like there's a better word than the word helper to define the Holy Spirit and what His purpose is on the earth. Jesus, the Son of God, the resurrected Son of God, sits at the right hand of the Father. We sit there with Him. He represents us. On the earth, Holy Spirit is here, living inside of you and I, right? And He is the second helper. First helper is at the right hand. All authority, dominion, everything, it's, all, it's a done deal. We sit there with him. He says we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, Ephesians 2. Seated with him. Second helper is inside of us if you've accepted him and he lives on the inside of you. To know the Holy Spirit like this, to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit in your life and the evidence of praying in other tongues and have that working and functioning in your life and you believing in it and it's increasing and it's being added to all the time and it's creating more confidence in Him being your counselor and your comforter and now we're talking about the helper. The more that is being developed in our lives, the more we can handle anything we face. Anything that we face. Why? Because He helps us. One thing that you could say over your life that because he's your helper, that favor goes before me, opens doors that no man can shut. Why? Because he is helping you. He is counseling you. He is opening opportunities and things for your way and, and along the way. Have you ever done something that you felt like was the Lord and then it looked like it didn't work out and you felt like, well, you know, I just didn't hear right? Anybody? 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, if, you're, if you're seeking the Lord, you should have your hand up and say, yeah, that's happened to me. That happened to you? Come on. Put your hand up and you say, you sought the Lord and then you felt like it was wrong. But listen to me. It's not always wrong. Because we're seeking the Lord, we're looking for answers, but we're growing in looking for, in, in how to hear Him and how to achieve the answers that are there for us. Because your natural mind, 1 Corinthians 2, we've been looking at that for the last few weeks on Wednesday night, your natural mind cannot understand and comprehend the things of God. So every time we're trying to figure it out, we're missing it. That's why we've got to know God according to these attributes and characteristics. We've got to know Him like this, but the only way to know Him is through the person of the Holy Spirit and your spirit and the Holy Spirit activating the revelation of Him being this helper for you. He will open doors for you that no man can shut. Nobody can shut the doors that God opens for you. And there's times when it's like you're moving in that direction, you feel like you're being led by the Spirit, you're sensing God telling you to do something, then it looks like something stopped because of what? Circumstances. Well, it appears like it didn't work. Not necessarily. Right? In that Isaiah passage that we read a little while ago that his name is Counselor, right? In that same passage, it said, when he came, this is Isaiah prophesying about the Messiah, when he came, he would not judge things by what he saw with his eyes, what he heard with his ears. He only judged things by what he knew from the Word. And so along the way, sometimes you hit, you hit kind of a, 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 a wall in, 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 in the direction that you're going, that you're hearing God. But, but, but what I said at the beginning, of uh, right before I preached, God is slow, fast. When you learn how to be patient to hear the voice of God and you keep developing it. Notice in the verse that we just read in, in John 14, he said, for he lives with you constantly and will be in you. He lives with you constant. When you're constant with the things of God, and you come up against something where it seems like there's a stoppage, we get to pray in the Holy Ghost, and then all of a sudden, boom, then, he wor- then, then things happen because you get the next piece that you need. Now, hear me what I'm saying? This is so vitally important. Because in the natural world, it's like, okay, I've got to understand all this, I've got to get all my ducks in a row, and, and, and now I'm going to do this, and so, so we do it that way in the natural. But that's not the way it works with God. You know why? The, 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 only, the only, what would you call it? The only hindrance that God has, only hindrance that God has, is that He has to deal in the natural. Right? And He has to deal with people with natural minds that are moved by natural things. So when God wants to show you something and he's telling you, okay, I want you to start here, and I want you to go there. And along the way, you're walking in, like Peter was walking on water, and then he started looking yeah. at the circumstances. So we start looking at the circumstances. Well, I guess that wasn't God. Boom, then we back off. Then what begins to happen is we don't really see him as a helper 
because we don't see him helping us because we had to go figure it out. That's where you get in trouble because the helper's still there. You just got to get the help from the helper. And, and when your mind is kind of veering off and thinking about it, that's why you get to pray in the Holy Ghost. Father, is this right? Did, am I hearing this right? Is, was that, did I miss you? And if you missed it, repent and learn how to hear correctly. You, you'll, you'll learn over time. But many times, you've heard something from God. You're excited about it. You're moving in that direction. Just don't get excited in the flesh and allow yourself to err and begin to meditate on the natural things and let the natural things talk you out of the direction God's taking you. I'm telling you, what I just said right there is really important that we have to learn how to do that. Just because what I said, if, even if it's making your mind go a little tilt in how to do that, 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 that that's okay. But, but, but you've got to hear that there's, there's ways that you need to make corrections in not being moved by what you see. Like what's happened in Israel this week. I mean, there's nobody having to rein their flesh in any more than I am. Being mad, irritated, aggravated, you know, I want to blame the government. I want to blame this and that and this person and that. Why are we not doing rah, rah, rah? Right? Shut it down. It will get you nothing from the things of the Spirit because if you don't pray in the Spirit about what the truth is, you can hear information, but if you're, if you're led by natural information, you will be deceived. Nine and a half to nine and three quarters of a time out of ten, you will be deceived. You have to hear from God. You can get information, glean from it, but then you've got to pray in the Holy Spirit to get what's really true. And you don't have to do that on your own because you have a helper. Watch this, Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps. The Spirit also does it for us. Mm-mm. No, He helps us do it. He doesn't do it for you. Well, I'm just waiting on God. He's, he'll, I'm just giving it to Him. He, he'll take care of it all. Okay. <laughs> Likewise, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. Greatest revelation you will ever get is you need help and that there are times when you are stinking weak. Don't know what to do, can't do it. But you have a helper. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. We're going to talk more in detail about this verse of Scripture because I, I personally, I'm just saying personally, I believe there's been a lot of misunderstanding about this passage right here because people say, well, no, God's doing the praying. Mm-mm. I mean, he, He's involved in it, okay, because... What you have to understand first, and I'm not going to go in this direction right now, but, but I want to say this about it. Your human spirit, okay, that was baptized in the Holy Ghost, if you, were, if you were baptized, your human spirit that was born again, right, two separate experiences, same spirit, your human spirit was connected at salvation with the Holy Spirit. So I'm one with the Holy Ghost. And in your spirit, man, there's no devil, there's no, he's not sharing that with anybody. That's you and God. But if that's never developed, that will never grow because he won't make it grow. Right? But 
it's the Holy Spirit in me that empowers me to be able to pray in the Spirit with groanings that are coming from Him, right? The languages, the things we pray in the Spirit, those are from God. That's not something you just dream up or you heard someone else say something a certain way and so you just copied the next person. No, 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 no. It's something that comes from you. And that's why it's got to be developed so that you will keep that. Do you know how many people? I mean, I, I, I mean, it's staggering the people that I know that have been baptized in the Holy Ghost, praying in other tongues, and haven't done it in years. So what happens? Lose it. You lose it. Because if you don't practice it, it won't become a part of you. And that's your go-to to be able to shut this down and believe God. That's your go-to. That's how when I need help and I'm crying out for help and it seems like nobody's helping me, I get to pray in the Holy Ghost and He begins to give me answers to how He's going to help me. And just making that statement right there, we could sit here the rest of the night with all kinds of questions, comments, and everything else about, yeah, but this, yeah, but that, but yeah, but I did this, and yeah, but I did that, and yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, right? But I'm just telling you, I'm giving you the truth tonight, and it's something that we have, that's why we're staying on this series for so long, because we've got to understand that when we pray in the Spirit, the help comes to us. He said He would help us. If He said it, then that's the way it is. Amen? He will help you. I don't care how many people have ever told you, I tried that and it didn't work. No? Then God's a liar. And when people begin in the back of their minds listening to the enemy, trying to convince them of that, they start believing that God really didn't come through. What they think, what they begin to meditate on is that God is really lying. He, he said one thing and he's actually doing something else. And that keeps you from staying with him. He wants us to stay with him. He wants the comfort that he comforts us with to be with us forever. The help that he helps us with to be with us forever, right? The counsel that he counsels us with to stay with us forever. And that it constantly increase and develop for the rest of your life. Can you say amen? <clears throat> John 14, 26, along with the helper. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He will teach you all things. You know what? You know what? I, you know how I want to offer this and say this? Is that he will teach you how to receive comfort. He'll teach you how to receive counsel. He'll teach you how to receive help. He'll teach you all those things. He'll teach you how to do that. He is the true teacher. You're hearing, you say, well, well, well Pastor, then why, why do we have church and why do we come and listen to you? Because he said to. And he said, don't forsake this. You forsake this, you'll never get the other. Next one, intercessor. Intercessor.
Romans 8, 27. We, wrote, we read Romans 8, 26, and then 27 says this. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because, because, because. Ooh, I've got to read that again. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. He is ever living to make intercession for you. I think in Hebrews something, 7, something like that. Hebrews, I think it's Hebrews 7. He ever lives to make intercession for you. When you know that, when you know that, and you begin to live in that, <laughs> you're not looking for everybody and their dog to pray for you. Now maybe, and and this, this might be offensive or whatever, and I'm not meaning it to be offensive at all. How, how many know that prayer works? Amen. How many know that every one of us are supposed to pray? Amen. You understand that? Not, and every one of us is supposed to pray for who? for our, ourselves first, so that we believe in it, but number two, for everybody else. That's why we teach that around here all the time. And the praying that we do for other people, the interceding that we do, we do because we're confident that He's interceding for us. Again, it's another example of if I'm, you know, trying to get the whole world to pray because I've got an ingrown toenail and I put it out all over social media trying to get everybody to pray, there's a whole bunch of people out in the world that don't know how to pray. And they speak all kinds of things and say all kinds of things. But when I know that He's interceding for me, that He's praying for me, and His prayers are perfect... His intercession for me is perfect. And when I know that, I get my mind off of me and I get it onto you. See, I'm just talking about me. I can't control what you do. I'm talking about me. And if all I'm doing is trying to get everybody to pray for me and doing all this and, and everything's so bad, we have, we have prayer team here. We have prayer requests that are sent in. We want those. I love them. I, I mean, I, I'm telling you, I love them. I'm just talking like to the crowd, to myself, to all of us, that to be really effective, we cannot be about ourselves. we got to believe that He's got our back. Amen. He ever lives to make intercession on my behalf. Think about it. I think sometimes people don't even realize that Jesus prays for them. Jesus, the head of the church, the risen Savior, the blood, the one that offered his blood and sacrifice for my deliverance, prays that I'm getting it, Amen. that I'm receiving what he did for me. Amen. So I can, I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many times that something's been ailing me, and I went and found somebody that was ailing. Mm -hmm. And when I prayed for them, I got well. I can tell you how many times that's happened through the years. But when I'm just sitting and I'm focusing, oh, you know, and you know, I'm not making fun of it. We've all done it, okay? I mean, we just got to be honest. We got to be transparent about this. But we got to grow up. We are the we are the help of the nations, meaning we 
the church that's connected to Him and is believing all of these things on a day-to-day basis. Go back to what we talked about concerning the help. If He's helping you, you're getting help in Revelation. You know that He can help you by someone else coming and doing something for you. But it didn't come necessarily because of how much you let everybody know. Now, there's times when we do that. We need to let somebody know. We need somebody to be in agreement. Dale, just I felt like God said to me, agree with me on this situation right here and pray. Do it. Just do it. But, but what I'm saying is we can't just be moved by the natural wanting compassion in everybody to do everything for us. We've got to be led by Him how that's going to happen and how things are going to change. I want to be an answer being used by God to someone else's need because I heard God and then I did something and their need, God helped them through me because I heard God. When I know Him as the intercessor and I believe that He prays for me, I can pray for others. And I can pray effectively because when you're praying in the, in the Spirit, He'll show you how to pray the right prayers. But when we're weak and we're this or whatever, when I'm weak, He's strong. <laughs> so why wouldn't I, in my weakness, draw from His strength to empower me? That's the way it works. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> he is the next one. Our advocate. Definition, a really good definition of, it, of the advocate. Remember, all of these words, they're all synonyms from the word comfort. Right? But they all have a little bit different twist. And the word advocate is defined as this. One who defends or maintains a cause. <laughs> One who defends or maintains a cause. He is your advocate. He will defend you and defend your cause to the death because he already died. <laughs> He's already taken it to the end. Can you say amen? First John 2, 1 and 2, and I'm reading this in the New Living Translation. My dear children, I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate. I'm writing this to you so that you don't sin, that you're not weak, that you're not this. You don't give in to this thing and that thing. But when you do, you have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He's Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, and not only our sins, but the sins of the whole world. So when we know him as our advocate and what he's done for us, then we can be there for the sins and the difficulties that other people have. See, all of these, all what he's wanting is, he's wanting us to know him like this so that we can turn around and demonstrate these characteristics to the rest of the world. And the rest of the world needs it. I promise you, the rest of the world doesn't think they need help. They've got it. No, I got it. I got, I, I got this. I got it. I got it. I, got it. I, got it. I, I can handle it. Everything's good. It's all good. It's all good. How are things going? Ah, great, 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 great. I got it. You sure? You sure everything? Yeah, you got it. 
And that's most of the world. Or it's a lot of the world. They got it. I'm telling you, they need desperate help. And they're not going to find help until they find somebody that knows the helper, (laughs) knows the advocate, right? Knows the counselor, knows the comforter, and has been comforted with that kind of comfort to be able to comfort them. And then they through you, they learn how to receive the comfort and, then, and the help and, 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 and the counsel and all the things that we need in life because we all need all this stuff. We were created to need this, but we were created to need it from Him. And the last two, strengthener. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Again, you see the setup here. I, I can do anything when the strengthener is strengthening me. I can do anything. There's not anything I can't accomplish and I can't overcome when the strengthener is strengthening me. And then... When I'm strong in Him, I can help strengthen others that are weak. Can you say amen to that? And the last one is the standby. And a really good definition of that standby is one to be relied on, especially in emergencies. Hmm. One to be relied on, especially in emergencies. And who is that based on what we're talking about? Holy Spirit. He's a, he, he is one to be relied on, especially in tribulations. <laughs> Can you say amen? amen. So tonight I, I want to <clears throat> end with these 12 very popular verses of Scripture found in Psalm 91. Starting with verse 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He's my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. He is my comfort. He's my counsel. Mm. He's my help. He's my intercessor. He's my strength. He's everything. He he stands by me, especially in times of tribulation. In Him I will trust. That's somebody that is constantly developing a life of faith and confidence in the one who is all of these. Surely. Everybody say, surely. Surely. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the, pest, the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. Why? Because his job is to reveal truth to you. When he's revealing the truth to you about comfort and counsel and help, and being an advocate and an intercessor, right? 
and a standby and a strengthener, when He's showing you the truth about all of that, look what He says here, and under His wings you shall take refuge, His truth shall be your shield and buckler. So when all the fiery darts of the wicked one comes, why? Because you know Him like this. Hmm? When it looks like you have no help, and the enemy's telling you, man, you need to revert to this. Boy, you need to do this, and you need to to watch out here because this could happen. Every fiery dart and lie of the enemy coming at you, but when you know him like this, the deal is, it's a full-time second job. Anybody ever worked more than one job at a time? I worked three jobs one time. Yeah, three full-time jobs. Huh? At the same time. Got out of one job we were in we found another job, took three jobs to make what we were making in the one job, so I worked three jobs for about six or eight months. Never slept. Didn't even think about sleeping. I had to make money. (laughs) Right? But he's everything to you and I. I forgot my point. Why did I say all that? Oh, the second job, yeah. It's a full-time, it's not a part-time second job, it's a full-time. You got the stuff to do in the world, He knows you do. But if you treat Him and your relationship with Him like it's a full-time job, He'll make you think that you're just working two days a week. If you treat it like it's full-time. He's not going to wear you out developing a relationship with Him. And you'll get such good stuff out of what you do. And then it empowers what you're doing in your first full-time job. Or whatever you, whatever you do. And what it does, though, in the, in the other full-time job, in the natural that you do, whatever it is you do, it keeps you from being moved and working that full-time job based on what your head says. Now you're working that full-time job based on what Holy Ghost is saying. Can you say amen to that? Amen. <clears throat> he shall cover you with his feathers. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at, an, at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand. Thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand. Now, I'm just going to say something. This, isn't, this is not to create fear. This is to create awareness. Don't think for a second that what happened kind of in the late afternoon 
in Israel on one day, people were partying and doing all kinds of different things. Don't think that something like that can't happen on this soil. Don't think that it can't. But a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand. If you're developing a relationship with God, you say, well, God's no respecter of person. He's not. He's a respecter of developed faith. That's what he respects. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Not perfected faith, developing your faith. That's what we're talking about here. You're developing a faith and a confidence in a God you can't see in the natural so that you're not moved by what you see in the natural. Because stuff happens. Well, let's just pray that nothing like that ever happens, you know, around us or whatever. We can pray and pray for protection. But you don't have the authority. You don't have authority in everybody's life. How far does our authority go? I don't know. I don't know how far it goes. How far does my authority go where Israel is concerned? I pray for Israel every single day. Were they bombed? Yes. I have good friends in Israel. People that, that are in now that have been called up and they're in the military and, and they're in the police force and they're sending me videos of what's going on. It's horrific what's happened. It's horrific. And there's all kinds of things behind the scenes and lies and people have done things and said that it was one way when it was another way. I mean, there's some stuff that's happening. But the one friend I have that I know of for sure He knows the Word of God, and he's trusting God, and he's walking it out, okay? God's not a respecter of faith. I mean, he's not a respecter of people, but he's a respecter of faith. And when faith and trust and confidence is being developed, a thousand may fall on my side, 10,000 on my right hand. Everybody say, but. But. But it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes shall I look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord who is your refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. And that's what we're talking about here in looking at these characteristics of the Holy Spirit, these names of the Holy Spirit, who the Holy Spirit is, the Comforter, the Counselor, the Helper, all of the names of the Holy Spirit. We're looking at these things. That's that secret place that we're dwelling in, and he said, no evil shall befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he will give you his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. So people's first questions are, people's first questions are, then why, why would God allow bad things to happen? Why would God allow the nation of Israel to be bombed? by ungodly people that are doing ungodly things to the people. Why would God allow it? That's the major question. See, when I read this right here, this has to do with me when I'm reading it. When you're reading it, it has to do with you. Is that not right? He's not talking about the whole nation of Israel. He's not talking about all. He's talking about me. Now, 
I can pray this. I pray this over my family. I pray this over you all. How much authority do I have to pray these kind of things over your life that nothing will hurt you or harm you in any way, shape, or form? I don't know how much authority I have. All I can say is I know I have the authority for myself. I'm going to believe this. No matter what else has happened, I'm going to believe it. Am I insensitive about that? My heart cries for over there. My friends that, that are texting me and sending me videos about the things that are happening, my heart goes out to that. But that can't change what I believe. If I allow myself to get hooked into the videos, then i got to do this. Maybe I need to fly to Israel. I, what did God say? What am I supposed to do? Right now, I'm praying for the peace of Jerusalem out of direction from the Holy Spirit. I'm praying for the peace over this nation, but I'm also praying that everything hidden is being brought to the light. Every lie exposed by truth, all darkness is being uncovered, and every evil that has come against that nation is being exposed, and they will pay, because the Bible says they pay. You do evil, you pay. You do good, you receive the reward. That's just the way it works. We've got to learn from the Holy Spirit how to connect with Him so that we can make a difference on planet Earth. And I'm telling you, I believe we are making a difference. How about you tonight? We're making a difference by learning to do what He said. And, you, and remember, God's slow, fast. The more patient you are with what God is revealing to you, then fast. Slow, fast. Not slow and then becomes fat. No, God's slow. And then one day it looks like something just happened. Boom, it all happened and manifested. And it's like it was overnight. No, 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 it wasn't. There was a long, slow period that led up to that. Boom, fast. Slow. He's never going to, it's never going to, fast. That's God. That's the God of the Bible. That's the God that we serve. That's our Savior. That's the God of heaven and earth. That's the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. That's this God. Amen? As we obey the Word, as we receive from Him, we learn how to tap into Him. There's no end to what God can do and what God is doing in His people tonight. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.